to What We Like. We're your hosts, Cindy and Sonia. Join us each week as we discuss the world of adulting with some ratchet recap and buzz sessions. And be petty, because I have a petty spirit. So if my petty spirit is live, it, it will. good good i'm ready for the weekend i'm ready to relax well i won't really be relaxing because i have to hang out with the little ones my nieces oh (laughs) nice but you'll be tired after that i will so i'm looking to relax on sunday and um, hopefully get in a massage next weekend oh yeah what do you have going on Nothing really. I'm looking forward to like a relaxing weekend, just kind of laying around, catch up on some stuff that I haven't done. And I am excited that I get to say, just like you used to say, and I was so jealous, it is really hot here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is hot. And, And that's new for you because we're in October. Yes, this is new for me. Like, it's usually still in the, you know, late 70s, early 80s, you know. But now, today, when I got out of my car less than an hour ago, my car said 99 degrees. And it's every bit of 99 degrees. Like, we (laughs) are in a record-breaking week here. And so it's any, it's any complaints? No complaints whatsoever. I was standing outside this weekend and I was pouring down with sweat. It was like the sun <laughs> was sitting on the back of my neck and I did not complain not one bit. Like I was I was just sweating, but I was happy. So <laughs> happy I'm sweating, sweating happy. <laughs> yes, I'm not gonna complain. Okay, so let's jump into some car chatter. And I had a couple things that I have seen come across this week. And we're going to jump into a few. So okay. what about uh, Uncle Luke and his little rant about Super Bowl halftime show and calling out Jay-Z? Did you see that? I didn't, but I kind of heard it. So I heard that he he said something kind of negative about Jay-Z, but I didn't hear about the Super Bowl rant. So what did Uncle Lou say? Bless his heart. Okay. So this year's Super Bowl is in Miami. And uh-huh. this week, or maybe last week, they announced that J-Lo and Shakira, I think, <laughs> right, will be the headliners. And I say headliners because okay. they may bring other people on, but that's who will be doing the Super Bowl this year. Uh, J-Lo... And Shakira. Okay. And it's in Miami. So, uh, Luke did a little uh, live 
or video or whatever and basically said, this is Miami and you're going to have J-Lo and Shakira. Like, what about any of our people from Miami? Pitbull, Flo Rider, um, and they started naming, you know, he was naming a few people there. There's Trina there, Rick Ross. Right. Um, and he was like, we get nothing? And and what got me was when he said, let's be clear, Miami don't need the Super Bowl. Our hotels right. stay booked. <laughs> right, right. And then he basically said, Jay-Z, you need to fix this. Well, but... See, I I got two things for that. First off, again, did we really think I didn't that Jay Z was gone? Like he because he's involved, it's it's gonna magically change all of this, especially overnight. No, I I didn't. I didn't think you know it was gonna change anything, especially not this quick. So that's that. And I agree. Maybe they could have had... I can get J-Lo and Shakira because, you know, although J-Lo is from New York, but, you know, whatever. I guess they're trying to have Latino um, performers. But I think if, if they could have had, like, a Flo Rida or Trina and Trick, Dad, uh, Trick Daddy, you know, they are... They are Miami rap all day. Like, maybe have a bunch of different, you know, performers. That probably would have been good. But I, I'm not surprised. Like, I didn't think Jay-Z. And I don't think Jay-Z, gonna, like, he going to come in and say, okay, we going to add. No. He, yeah. They, and I think his reaction is, uh, Luke Campbell, I think his reaction is pretty normal because, the same thing happened last year when the Super Bowl was in, or this year when the Super Bowl was was in Atlanta. Everybody wanted mm-hmm. to see Ti. You know, they wanted to see. I think Big Boy was there, but they wanted some Atlanta representation at the Super Bowl. Same thing with right. Miami. It's in Miami, so they feel like you need to get some of the Miami artists to to perform. And they may. Right. We don't know who J-Lo and Shakira is going to bring on or who's going to pop up. I, you know, I don't know. But yes, he did go on a rant. He wasn't really happy about that. And, you know, he said, hey, I love Jay-Z. I love you, man, but you need to fix that. And uh, did you see Miss Stacy Dash and her mugshot? Girl, Stacy looking a hot mess. Wow, she looks. And can so I bad. say I didn't know she was married? Yeah, she she I I read that somewhere, um, that she was that she was married. So was it that she got in a fight with her husband or something? She... Yes, there was some kind of domestic dispute, and they released the call and and she said that they were, I guess he and maybe his kids were conspiring against her. He's an attorney, so he knew what to say and basically made it seem like she attacked him or put hands on him when she really did not. And I read also that she said she did not have money for an attorney, but her husband bailed her out. Wow. So and wait, of course, social media had to, had to point out the fact that 
her arrest report lists her as a white female. Yeah. Well, are again, are we surprised by that? <laughs> like... Well, they came out and said that that was a mistake on the part of the arresting officer. Oh, okay. So he looked at her and immediately thought, white woman? No. And then I looked at the mugshot and I said, okay, would I mistake her for a white woman? Mm. No. <laughs> no, she she clearly looks black. black. Light skin, but she looks black. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that that came from. And then one more thing I had. Did you see the 12-year-old who said that the, the kids at school cut her, her dreads? And they didn't. And they didn't. Yeah. What I did you think about that. that, sweetie pie? I know. What What was, did, did she ever say why she said it? Or Well, she did say that they were, I guess, bullying her and taunting her and making fun of her. So there was something going on, but they did not um, hold her down and, and cut her hair. So maybe she thought by doing that, that she would get some attention and then they would stop them from doing Yeah, it. and then, you know, it was also said, we don't know, you know, maybe they had been doing this to her and maybe she did report it, maybe she did tell and maybe it didn't stop and she said, okay, right. well, let me try something else. But they right. didn't really go into detail about the specifics of why she did it and what prompted them to or her to tell the truth or how it happened. It just said that she made it up. The aunt uh, apologized and her family, they were very surprised and embarrassed and apologized to the school and to the parents of the boys she accused. Oh, well, yeah, that wasn't a, a good way, but I mean, if, if, Sounds like maybe she might have been, and, and like you said, we don't know, but sounds like she might have been, it sounded like a cry for help, though. Yes. Yeah, that was that was kind of sad, though. And I said that was the last thing, but I guess I lied because there was one more thing. We had a verdict in Amber Geiger in the Botham Jean uh, shooting. She was found guilty, and... And I thought it was quick. I wasn't expecting a sentencing already, but she got yeah. sentenced to 10 years. And now it was backlash or the brother hugged her and said he forgave her. And now I saw right. something today that the judge hugged her. Oh, so yeah. there, the there judge, was <clears throat> the judge hugged her after the sentencing. At first people yes. were saying it was before, but it was after the sentencing. But it still was kind of odd that it was odd, and Jamil Hill had something to to say about that, and it was uh, almost a why, and it it so then I'm wondering is it because she was an officer and there was some type of relationship there they knew I don't know, and I thought it was odd well, too. Well, you know the internet has a bunch of different detectives, and so <laughs> yes, people. people found that the judge was endorsed by a police union or a chapter of a police union or yes. something. And so, you know, people were saying, aha, so that's why, you know, she 
she hugged her or whatever. Because it's just bizarre. Somebody just killed somebody and you hug her like she's the victim. You know, like if that was my family, if I was in the court and someone in my family died at her hands and I saw the judge hug her, that I, I wouldn't feel warm and fuzzy about that. Like, Even if the brother hugged her? Even if the brother hugged her, it I it just and if me, I'm this is just me, I get the whole forgive people, it's it's for you and all of that. I I'm on board with that. But I don't know about if somebody took the life of somebody I love. I'm not sure, especially at your trial for doing it. Maybe right. down the road I could forgive you. I'm not going to hug you. I can say with all certainty that I'm not going to hug you. We're not going to be buddies. We're not going to hang out or any of that kind of stuff. But yeah. maybe I can forgive you for me. But I'm not going to. I know that at, in court, I'm not going to be hugging you and telling you how much I, you know, I love you. I forgive you. No. Yeah, I, I think that, that that was a bit inappropriate. And I mean, she's an officer of the court. Uh I feel like if she wanted to have a moment with this young lady, or she wanted to see this young lady, she very well could have because she know where she is. So I didn't feel right. like that needed to be done at that time in that space where it could be captured. And obviously we all see it. So we all have an opinion on it. I thought it was a bit yeah, odd and, and inappropriate. The, did you, I heard on the way home that the dad was in church um, over the last, I guess, yesterday or sometime. And he said, he took it a step further and said that he would like to be Amber's friend. He wanted I saw to be that. friends with her. And, you know, yeah. I, I think a point that Jamil Hill made is that the family will grieve however they grieve. You give them right. that. You allow them to grieve in their own way. And if it's their way of grieving and getting through is by forgiving and moving on. So be it. The judge, yeah. that's different. <laughs> yeah, the judge is different. I, I, I mean, and you're right. Everybody grieves differently, and I, if they want choose to forgive, I can say for me that would be difficult, especially to verbalize it, like somebody just took the life of somebody I love and I say I want to be your friend I yeah that that takes a really strong person like I don't think I'm that kind of gal <laughs> yeah but I get it you know everybody does different so the judge was a bit much for me though I thought like, so too what, what was the goal in hugging her you, you just made it look so I, I side-eyed the whole thing. Like, wh what are you doing? Yeah. But anyway. Let's jump into topic this week. We're going to have a short one that we're going to run through so that we can get to our ratchet recap. And it is. And this is something that I saw posted on Instagram. And I was like, really? So we're going to chat about it for a minute. And the statement is... Okay. If you are not dating to marry, then you're dating for heartbreak. Let that sink in. 
And I sat a moment and I said, okay, let me let that sink in. (laughs) Right, right. So letting that sink in for a few seconds, what are your thoughts on that statement? Well, again, I think maybe age or the stage of your life where you are has something to do with that statement because where I am over 50 dating to marry is not my goal like dating for a committed relationship but to marry is not my goal and if I don't if I don't get married I don't feel like that's going to lead to heartache for me you know like I could be in a committed long-term relationship and be happy. I don't have to be married. But I think that that statement might have rang true for me before I was actually married. You know, I okay. would have felt like if I don't get married, then what? what is it? Like this relationship is just going to lead to me getting hurt because if I don't get married then we're just going to be in this relationship. And then one day he's just going to pick up and leave. You know, that was my, my thought prior to being married. So I think it depends on maybe age or where you are in life. Have you been married before? So I don't think that that's like a blanket statement, you know, so maybe that person should let that sink in. Like, it's yeah. a lot of different factors in my opinion that, you know, I- I agree with that. And of course, there's always the comments were across the board that I saw one that said, uh, I agree. There was another one. Everyone does not want to date to become married. Some people have different end results of why they date. And another right. one was you can also date for fun and for the experience. But hey, to each his own. And as you know, that's what I always say to each his own. But when I saw it, my thinking was along the same line as yours. And we've talked about it before. At this point in life, and and I will acknowledge, I'm sure, is because I have been married and I and I have experienced that. So at this point, marriage is not my end goal. Right. And I think that is a blanket statement. That's kind of difficult to, it's different. To, to use that blanket statement because people do obviously date for different reasons. Some people, yes, are dating for marriage. Some people are dating and they're good with that and, and they don't wish to get married. Some because they've been married before and some just because they've never wanted to be married. And then some are just doing it because it's fun and it gets them out of the house and it's something to do. Right. Just today, I agree. Yeah, I don't. The whole thing with it leading to heartbreak, I think, is a stretch. If your end goal is marriage, and maybe that's something that that was missing in 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 that post. Now, obviously, if your end goal is marriage, and you you're not leading with that, then maybe I can see you're saying that could end in, in heartbreak, but. We have to consider that everyone's end goal is not marriage. Right. And I I think a lot of times 
people, especially when you're younger, you assume everybody is dating to be married. And that's that's not true, especially if you've been married before. Or I know some people who are younger than me who just like to date. You know, they they don't they're not um looking for commitment if it happens great but um i know somebody uh, i actually know somebody who's in her 50s and she says she she's not looking for marriage if it happens she'll go with it you know whatever but she's comfortable you know just dating and having a really good time and enjoying herself and i think that's fine you know and she's she's not in any heartbreak because you know she's been dating for about six years and you know she's still not married and she's good with that you know so I think you're right I think it depends on what you see as the end goal like yeah. if you just in this and you looking for a husband then you know you could get some heartbreak out of it but and that part I agree I with if you know you want to get married then don't waste your time dating guys that don't want to get married. If you know that's what you right. want. And that scenario, right. yes, that would lead to heartbreak. But if that's right. not what you want and then that's not your end goal, then date. Be happy. Be married. Be dateful. Right. <laughs> but but I think you have to kind of be upfront with the person that you're dating. Definitely. And let them know early on what your expectations are so that it doesn't lead to heartbreak. So we can get this out of the way early on. Like, I eventually want to be married, you know, or I'm just looking to date or whatever your goal is. Express that in the beginning so this doesn't lead to heartbreak. So you don't know that he just looking to have a good time. And you looking for your end goal is I want to be married in a year. You know, you don't find out till a year and a half later that that's not what he's looking for. So I think you need to be upfront with each other in the very beginning and, you know, talk about it that way. You're not getting into something and then find out later if you talk about it early, you can go ahead and cut it off. Yeah, and I know? think or, that's a... Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, or friend zone him. You know, just put him in the friend zone Yeah, and go back and start looking for your husband. I think that's a two-parter. And I think, yes, you definitely need to communicate that pretty early on so that everything is out on the table. And I think the second part of that is after you communicate that to the person that you're seeing, you also need to, within yourself, have your own time schedule or time clock so that right. you know when the time comes. So if you're seeing someone and you say, hey, I'm looking to be married in you know, the next three years and you get to two years in that relationship and it's not happening and you don't see it happening, then you need to kind of have a check-in with yourself okay, it might be time for me to exit this relationship because it's not going where I want. And I think it's important to do that because what can happen is you can want to get married and you're in this relationship and you communicate it, 
But then one day you wake up and it's 10 years later. Right. And it's like, what happened? Exactly. So I think it's important to not only communicate it to the person that you're with, but to also have your internal time schedule or time clock right. that you check in with so that you're not missing out or wasting your time. Right. And be willing to walk away or whatever that looks like for you to to end it if you don't get, you know, what what you're going for. Most definitely. Because how many times have you seen people that have been engaged for like five or six years or something or you know, they've been together and she wants to be married, but he doesn't, but they've been together for like 12 years. Like, I just think that that's unfair to the person who wants to be married, but you're in a relationship that you know is never going to turn into marriage. Yeah, and you have to take ownership for yourself. You have to take ownership for your own happiness And it may change, you know, maybe you're with that person and you start out and you want to get married and then everything is good. And three years later, you're like, you know what? I'm I'm okay. I wanted to get married, but we're not there yet, but I'm okay. As long as you, you do that check in with yourself to make sure that you're good. So you're not waking up years and years and years later and then you have regret. Right. That's never good. I I agree. I actually think that was a good takeaway. So we're going to move out of that and we're going to jump into this week's Ratchet Recap with the BB Wives. Uh, On Basketball Wives, the episode before the season finale, they're still in Costa Rica. I think it is. Are they in Costa? Yeah, they're in Costa Rica. And they, there's a fight between first off they're in these two groups which (laughs) at first I was like how silly is that they went out of town and now it's them against them and then I thought we've done it (laughs) we've done it before too so I can understand how that turns into a them and them kind of thing so I I got that I had to bring myself back from that but it just seemed like First off, I was really surprised how um, OG talked to Evelyn and kind of shut her down. No, you mean Cece. Cece, I'm sorry. (laughs) Cece. OG is always popping off at the mouth, but Cece, everybody was surprised about that one. Cece, I was seeing Cece's face, but saying OG, but Cece shut down Evelyn and really Evelyn didn't have anything to say. But you she, know what? She just was the next day they acknowledged it. They all acknowledged it. Like, you know, Cece right. won that one. <laughs> yeah, she did. She she came out fighting and Evelyn didn't really have anything but like some childish comebacks like you ugly, you know, that kind of stuff because she really didn't have anything. Okay, like, but what about what about OG pushing Evelyn down? Yeah, like OG is straight aggressive though. Like she is she's a lot. Like she's pretty aggressive. She when she was going to fight Evelyn because 
Evelyn was getting too close to Cece. I'm like, one thing I can say is that's the kind of chick that I want on my side. I would have her as security because she was not going to let anybody touch Cece. Like, Cece didn't even have to ask her anything. But, you know, it really was, was not gone. even that serious. Nobody was trying to put hands on Cece. Right. That's what I was like. Is it really that serious? Like, nobody's going to beat Cece up. It, it wasn't even like that. Like, you taking this way too far. Like, you really taking this way too far. But, yeah, she was extra... I almost felt kind of for um, Jackie because she was kind of in the middle of things and she was, you know, kind of trying to go back and forth like the whole time that they were in Costa Rica. It's always kind of crazy when Jackie is the voice of reason. Right. And and I don't know how I felt about the, um, what's her name, the, the smaller, newest, girl that's on there that Jackie is fighting with. Phoebe. I I mean, their two, their fight was kind of... It was stupid. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And let me tell you, on this, I was disappointed. Part of me zoned out on the love and hip-hop franchise because I'm like, okay, they do too much. And yeah. these episodes on basketball-wise, I'm like, really? Like, we like straight running after somebody and although I I do not believe that Evelyn was running after Cece to fight her I think Evelyn wanted to continue the war on words but you're you're like running after like and it was a lot and then Evelyn's whole slapping her pussy and like yes I was just getting ready to say that I was like it's just it was almost like she didn't have a comeback, so she had to, you know, have the last... The first thing that I thought about was the fact that, one, you have a grown daughter. That's embarrassing because it would be embarrassing. And you have a small son. It's just embarrassing. I mean, maybe it she was. goes home and says, hey, that's mommy's job. You know, mommy is playing a role. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it, it was just... It was a lot because I'm like, you're, you're well, you're 40 plus and you slapping yourself like that and talking about how good it is. Like, what, who, who is this for? Like, what, what, what was that display for? There was no men out there. Nobody here cares how good your vagina is. Nobody cares. What are you doing? Nobody cares. Like. Even if I saw her and Shawnee are close. But I might have to say, dang, Sonya, you went off the deep end on that one. Like, what? Like, and I would hope my friends would be like, girl, what What were you thinking when you was out there slapping yourself like that and talking about how good it is? Yeah. Nobody cares. That was a bit much. What about the, the battle of the text messages? Oh, baby, those text messages, like I had notes for days on those text (laughs) messages because first off, the first, when they first started talking about the text and Evelyn was saying that, you know, Ocho, he, uh, 
he had the text where she was saying hello, um, <laughs> hello, and whatever she called him, Ocho Baby, or whatever she called him, Cinco Baby, or whatever. And, and it looked like OG was just sending him messages and he wasn't responding. And I was like, huh, and why are they only talking on Twitter or Instagram DMs or whatever? But as the as the series continued, it seemed like it was a different story. And although I, I thought it was kind of petty that kind of Evelyn took it so yeah yeah right. It was kind of petty that Evelyn took it to to that extent. Like I if if you talking about my ex, I I don't care. Like if you talk to him while we were married. Okay, we're divorced. I don't care. Like, what is that going to do for me now that I'm going to get mad because you said you were texting him? I don't care. Like, I don't care. Great. Call him. Do whatever. I don't care. Like, Evelyn seemed like she was just trying to take the mess to the next level. And it was really like high school. Like, it was it was just high school. And I was wanting some... Uh, Shawnee or or somebody to say, hey, you know, let's don't do this. But I guess having been in a situation where it was a girls trip and it was a us against them, you do do some petty stuff. And then you look back like, damn, I was way too old for that. <laughs> like, okay, so who know? had the authentic text messages? Uh, OG. <laughs> and, I, and I don't I don't, I'm not, the only th question that I had is, why do you still have text messages from 2011? Okay, that was a question. And then also, even though she's saying, okay, at the time she was single, but you're not single now. And I just feel like, right. how does your man feel about that? He doesn't want to see that. Right. He, do he doesn't want that right. all out there. So it was just weird. And like... It was really weird. She tries too hard. But but she she kind of like I know Shawnee and them was trying to still, you know, make it seem like Evelyn was right, but she had some stuff. Like she was saying some stuff that maybe he was texting her back and they were doing more than talking on Instagram and maybe um he only sent Evelyn the stuff that she said, that OG said, not that he said back to Which her. makes sense. So, and, and then the other thing is, why is Evelyn surprised? Like, you guys got into this altercation because you found condoms in the trunk of a car. So, you know that he wasn't an angel when you guys right. were together. And you and OG were not friends. I don't even know if you guys knew each other at the time. If you did, you guys were not friends. So it's not like she had any allegiance to you. So I don't, right. I'm not sure what the big deal is. <laughs> why this is an argument. Yeah. Yes. And and you two, her and, and him are divorced, have been divorced. And they divorced, like you said, because she found condoms. Then they got into a fight. Would I care if there were two women? Now I find out 
you know, five or six years later that he was messing with two women instead of one or three women instead of two? No, it's all the same. And I don't care. You know, like that would be like me finding out my ex-husband was was cheating with somebody and I kind of knew her or I know her now. Oh, okay. Well, I hope y'all happy. I, I, I have no feelings for that. Like it is what it is. We're divorced. Right. And you're divorced for a reason. Right. So yeah, it was just bizarre. The whole, it, really, I agree with you. So I stopped watching love and hip hop because it, it just got too dramatic to keep up with. And it was just too much. Like for me, the Ratchet TV is just like a mind-numbing thing. I, I don't have to think about it. I come home from work and I just want to watch something. And, you know, sometimes they have really good moments where they have some friendship moments that I'm like, oh, that's a girlfriend moment. But Love and Hip Hop went way out. And this season, I don't know, the thing between OG and everybody, yeah, but Jackie and Cece just got to be too much like so what did you think um so on the latest episode shawnee didn't invite og to the uh last dinner that she has well shawnee we can we can tell on previous episodes shawnee doesn't really care for og (laughs) right that's not a surprise no, it wasn't a surprise, but what did you think about her not inviting? Like, do you think even though she didn't like her, she should have still invited her? No. Or I don't. Yeah. <laughs> because she, and, and I think a couple of the ladies have said, OG tends to make every situation about her. Like, even if somebody else is having a confrontation or somebody else is having a moment, she will insert herself and she's going to take it back to the moment when Evelyn talked about her toe hanging out of her shoe. Or it's just like, it's always about her. She's super aggressive. And, and although she does say, okay, well, you guys are calling me aggressive, but I haven't thrown a drink on anybody or I haven't thrown a table at anybody. And she's absolutely right. She hasn't done those things, but OG is aggressive on another level. Like when these other things have happened, we've seen things that lead up to. Like we saw what led up to Malaysia throwing the table. Jennifer was lying on her. So OG, super aggressive for no reason. And I don't know if it's just that or there's some other underlining stuff that we haven't seen and don't know about. But it's pretty obvious that Shawnee doesn't care for her. Oh, yeah. It, it, it is obvious that she doesn't like her. Um, <clears throat> I was really hoping that Cece and Kristen could get it together. You know, they're going to be family. You don't want it to be awkward for a father and his son. And especially if it has to do with, you know, you two like the girlfriends or the wives, you know, you don't want it to be because of that. So I was hoping that they would be able to get it together. Okay. But for me, Kristen was just extra. She was extra, like, but can I she, also say, cause I don't usually side with Cece, but on this part, 
Christian was like so big and bad and I want to talk to you and let's talk. We're going to talk over here. We're going to have this conversation. But as soon as Cece says, you know, Byron just didn't like what you did and you owe him an apology or however it came out, then immediately Christian wants to start crying. Well, no, you do need to have a conversation and you do need to apologize. You two don't have to be friends, but you should coexist. But you are outside of that. Christian needs to apologize for some of the things that she has said about Byron that has nothing to do with Cece. And that's part of the issue in the family that they're having is that she has said some stuff that she keeps saying. She talks about wanting to apologize. But that's all she does. She talks about apologizing to Byron. Just go do it. You guys don't, you know, right. your family, you live nearby. Just stop by. We don't we don't and, need and, the cameras. Why does it Right, and that's what I was going to say. Why does it have to be some dramatic something like she was going to invite them to dinner, him to dinner, but not with Cece. You know, like That just causes stuff more like drama. That just seems like yeah, you you adding fuel to the fire. Like, just invite her and try to smooth it over. Like you said, they don't have to be friends again or whatever. But we should be able to coexist. We should be able to have dinner together or something because the goal is for Byron to be in your um, Kristen's daughter's life. So if that's the goal, you might have to suck it up and let Cece come to dinner too. Like, you know... Get it together. It, and it seems like what their friendship was lost over was just stupid. It was. Like, okay, you said some stuff. You got you got mad because they didn't come see the baby. Apologize and tell him, I just really want you in the baby's life. Blah, blah, blah. And leave it at that. Like, she started getting She's it. upset about what OG told or what Cece told OG about her husband. But I think it gets to the point where she kind of needs to let that go. Her her husband right. seems to be past it. It's not a big deal to Byron. It happened. Okay, she messed up. Move on. Yeah. And, and again, I don't always, like you said, agree with Cece. But I will say that when she told OG that, yeah, she might have been being messy and, you know, telling her. But it wasn't like she told her something that Byron didn't want anybody to know or whatever because he was there. And so, and apparently, like Cece you know, has said, it's not a family secret. It's, it's public knowledge. They don't talk about it, but it's public knowledge. Right. Okay. And so, um, yeah, that was a lot. The, the whole... The whole thing is just a lot. The basketball-wise, I'm ready for the reunion, although I can already feel that it's going to be like some drama, like lots of CC, OG, um, and Kristen, and OG, and everybody drama. Definitely. In fact, they showed that OG not even going to be able to sit on the stage. They're going to put her in a room. <laughs> I'm here for that. They don't. I know. (laughs) We are going to do uh, some recapping on Married to Medicine as well. And we'll try to get this out pretty quickly. 
Uh, well, first I saw on Marriage Medicine that Toya had a a miscarriage. I didn't I didn't see anything about that on social media, and it's crazy that I would expect to see it, but <laughs> that right, was really right. sad to I hear. I thought the same thing. <laughs> it was. It was. I. I. That's always sad to to know, you know. And then she seemed like they, her sons were excited about it. Um, you know, so yeah. No, so that that was. What do you think about Contessa and the strain that the Nashville living is has put on her marriage? Because what I didn't appreciate from her was the fact that her husband is there. He's doing everything, and I don't see a babysitter or a nanny or anything like that. And I mean, he may have some help, but it appears that the bulk of it is on him. And then she comes home and kind of criticizing the house, like the laundry's right, here and the dishes doing. in the sink, uh-huh. and like, no, you can't do that, right? Or she was like, he doesn't love on them the way. Well, first off, a lot of times dad's affection may be different than mom. I don't know? care what it is. It you mean... can't criticize <clears throat> what I'm doing. If you chose to do something else. Right. And then she tried to correct him and said, we chose. No, you decided you wanted a different career and I'm being supportive. That's kind of what I got from the whole thing. Well, that was my question too. It seems like, did you all really talk this out? And no, she has know, that personality. She's gonna. She there's something that she wants to do that she's gonna do. And she also threw out there. Well, I mean, I I said we should all go. This guy has a job. You think he can just leave? Like, you right. guys do have bills. <laughs> he has a job. And then she told. Um, it may have been him, or she may have been talking to Heavenly. And she said, well, I wanted to take the kids, but he wouldn't let me. Why would you uproot the kids? They have to go to school. Right. So right. it just feels like that was a selfish and moment for her. if you have to study, yeah, if she has to study and all that, you really going to be able to deal with the kids? You you going to be giving them the same attention and stuff that you're saying that he's doing or the lack of. Doubtful. Because if, you're, if you need to study and go to class and do all this, you're going to be in the same position he no. is. You know, I just thought when you made this decision and you knew what kind of impact um, it was going to have on your family, the least you could do when you come home is be supportive. And not criticize like, him. Not add to the trouble. Right. You know, like be supportive of him. He's supporting you in doing this. Yes. At least be supportive and come home and I would be praising him like wow instead of saying all the dishes in the sink I'd be like wow are these the only dishes in the sink like you really got it together like praise she needs to to she needs to get it together and hopefully she will what about um Jackie's emergency tea her emergency the the tea that she had with the ladies so on on that yes quad said you know to simone quad had a lot to say but to simone she was like hey can we can we come together 
And Simone said yes. And then when they met for dinner, first of all, Kwa was like an hour late. And when she came in, which I would have been, but when she, I'd have been home. when she came in, she sat down, and she didn't even apologize for being late. She just sat down and jumped into it. That was the that was the other thing. Yeah. And then she brought up, why did you treat me like that at whoever's barbecue it was, heavenly or heavenly? And I'm like. Okay, and I can understand why Simone was taken aback because they had talked about it. They talked about it that night at the barbecue when Quad left or went to leave. Simone went after. They had a talk. I thought she apologized. They kind of squashed it a little bit. They had the conversation again at the reunion where it was supposed to be squashed. So the whole thing is, why does Quad keep bringing this up? Right, and that's that's me. That. My thing is always if if I apologize and you accept the apology, then we we put this in a box and mailed it away like it's done. And so how many times do I have to apologize for the same thing? Like at some point, like Simone is, you're going to be like, well, look, I'm done. I've apologized 47 times like you're not getting me to 50. It's it's done. It's over. So if you're going to be mad, be this mad. This is the same thing, and, and we discussed it before, even with, with your mate. It's the same thing with your with your friends. If something happened, they apologize. You accept the apology. It's done. It's unfair to keep bringing it up over and over again. Now, I'm not saying that she should be past it because just because we get an apology doesn't mean we're all over it. But... If she apologized right. and you accept the apology, then you got to work out your issues with it because you accepted the apology. So right. she, because you accepted the apology, she feels like, okay, now we're moving on. But then you bring it up again. That's not fair. And I understand why Simone walked out. Like, who wants to deal with that? Right. We, 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 we squashed it. So you can't keep bringing it up. Or else you're going to take me off and now I'm not going to want to be bothered. And just because you ex- accept somebody's apology doesn't mean now you have to go back to buddies the way you no. were. But you, like you said, now it's on me to deal with it however I can and deal that's, with it. And maybe that's I a battle with yourself. To where we you got you to gotta work it out <laughs> yourself. Right. Because once you accept the apology, right. you can't keep going back bringing that issue up because it's not fair to that person. Right. Now, the yeah. last thing that I have. First of all, okay. where did Jocelyn come from? <laughs> Girl. And what's her beef with Toya? I don't know, but she was straight rude. Yes. To Toya and her husband. Uh, uh, yes. I'm like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> Eugene it, was it, like, it, she it, just cussed me out. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, what 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 brought that like why would you even say something like that? Like Toya, it didn't seem like it was a beef between them that we didn't know no, about. No, I think whatever. there's a beef it between them like that she... we don't know about. And you know what? I, I think that maybe Toya didn't know about it either. Jocelyn must have an issue. Or she just wanted some fireworks. I don't know. It didn't appear that Toya was aware of an issue. 
with them. And you know right. what the other thing That's is? What I'm saying. The other thing is it was they were having a conversation. And okay, so I don't even know why Jocelyn felt the need to say, oh, I, I do everything. I, I, I wake up, I take my daughter to school, I do that and I do this. Okay, but you really don't because you lost custody or it's joint custody now. Cause so you wasn't doing everything that right. you were supposed to do. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that was her trying to just say too much to make up for the fact that she did lose primary custody, but it was just like, Toya was like, it's a job. And she said, no, it's, it's not a job. I call it being a mother. Okay, whatever. Call it being a mother. But right. to attack, first of all, her dress, what she had on, and then talk about their tax situation. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Right. And she was like, because you're looking real thrifty. And I'm like, well, but wasn't the whole point of it is to wear something under five? Okay, let's be clear. A lot of times they they dress and they have on something that's well over $500. But in my eyes, it could be thrifty. (laughs) Oh, I've seen not just um, married to medicine women. But basketball wives and all of them, a lot of times when they're dressed, I'm like, I look better in my clothes from the thrift store than some of these people. Like, you really paid over $500 for even some of their outfits that they had on that they were saying it was $200 for this and $100. Toya said her shirt was $299. And I'm like, I don't see it, but okay. Now, on that, what did you think about the host of the night, Buffy? Because Toya was was not happy with her because it was her event and Jocelyn was her friend. Yeah. So, I don't know that you can 100% blame the host. I, I would have probably left like Toya because I'm not going to sit here and be berated you know, for especially for no reason. If I don't know that we have a beef or whatever, I'm not going to say, especially if I didn't know that this was going to happen. I'm just coming here and getting blindsided. No, I, I would have left. I, I'm not really sure if I'd have been mad at the host as much as Toya seemed to be mad at her. Like she didn't want to be bothered with her anymore or whatever. But I didn't, I'm not 100% sold on Buffy. You know, something about her just didn't rub me right, but um, but I don't know that I'd have been... Yeah, I don't think she can blame um, Buffy. I think Buffy did all she could do by going to Toya and apologizing. Beyond that, I don't know right. what more she could have done because she can't control Jocelyn. You can't control your friends, what they say, what they do. She apologized because it happened at her home. And I think that's about all right. that she can do but you know Toya she'll hold a grudge for a little bit and it, it was funny in her I, interview when she didn't she call Jocelyn a hood rat yes <laughs> and that's what I'm thinking because when I saw her I'm like okay where did she come from and why is she there no and I was trying to see because Buffy made just from her little bit of conversation that she was on this episode she makes it clear that she has money. You know, that's that that came across. And so, although I'm sure 
uh, Jocelyn is not hurting for cash. She's not Buffy kind of money. No. And, and so she said that Jocelyn was a, a client of hers. Yeah, but I don't... Yeah, okay. Well, I don't know. I just... Jocelyn was like a surprise. That was a surprise. And I had... Yeah, just her... It was like she was there to just Fireworks. stir some stuff up. But when you when Eugene came in and said she cussed him out too, I'm like, wow, she really trying to, she really don't like them. It's almost you almost felt like a little jealousy twin. Yeah, I too. think there's like, a backstory there that we don't know about. Why don't they come out with it? We'll see. We'll, we'll see. We have a season full of surprises ahead of us. I'm sure. Yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for this week's talk, and we will talk to you guys next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye. If you would like to share your comments or let us know what you think about the episode, please email us at whatwelikeinc at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at whatwelike. Make sure that you guys are doing what you like this week. Because we'll definitely be doing what we like. Bye. Bye.